Welcome to episode 31 of season 2 of the Search with Canada podcast. My name is Jack Chambers Ward and I'm on my own this week. No guests, no Mark, it is just me, I'm afraid. So it's probably going to be a fairly short episode this week and I'm just going to try and cover some highlights of the SEO and PPC news for the week. The highlights of the news include Wix's new site inspection tool, Google stepping up their featured snippets with the inclusion of Mum, something we've talked about previously on the show, Google Search Console performance report bugs with Discover that happened towards the end of July, and Google Search Console simplifies its reports with a new item classification that will be rolling out in the coming weeks and months. Search for Canada is supported by Systrix, the SEO's toolbox. Go to systrix.com SWC if you want to check out some of their fantastic free tools, such as their SERP snippet generator, href lang validator, checking out your site's visibility index and their Google update tracker. You can also go to systrix.com trends and sign up for Trendwatch, which is their fantastic trending newsletter. You will get that delivered to your inbox every single month. And I will actually be talking about an upcoming huge data drop from Systrix regarding content and high performance content formats later on in the show. So let's kick things off with some more Wix news. And I know I've covered them a couple of times since joining Search with Canda, but once again, Wix are basically cutting edge when it comes to SEO for a CMS. And they have now integrated Google's URL inspection tool API into the Wix dashboard. They are the, as far as I know, and according to their tweets, they are the first. SaaS CMS, the first SaaS platform to actually integrate this directly into the dashboard without you having to use, you know, an external crawler like Screaming Frog or something like that, or Sitebulb. You can use those kind of things still, but having this built into your Wix dashboard is kind of next level and makes things so much simpler for any of us, including myself, who have sites on Wix and are, you know, trying to keep an eye on the SEO side of things. So here is the quote from Wix. And of course, I will put a link to this post in the show notes at search.withcanda.co.uk. So you can go and read the full statement. And if you do have a site on Wix, you can understand how to access it and basically get all of the results from the URL inspection tool. Here's the quote from Wix. Our site inspection tool enables you to monitor the status of your pages in Google's index from within your Wix dashboard. The data within the site inspection dashboard comes directly from Google via its URL inspection tool API. The site inspection tool is organized to show you, and then here are some bullet points to basically give you an idea of the kind of data you will get from this. If you're familiar with the API already, or if you're just familiar with the URL inspection tool on Google Search Console anyway, you will kind of understand what kind of data you're going to get here. Just in case you're not familiar with it, I'll give you a rundown of what this is included in the site inspection dashboard on Wix. The proportion of your pages that Google has indexed and excluded, the most common status details associated with your pages, an overview of your site's usability on mobile devices, and the index status, status details, mobile usability and rich results eligibility for each of your URLs. So I don't know about you, but 
I've seen plenty of sites have issues with indexing over the last sort of 18 months or so. And that's been true for some of my sites. That's been true for some of the clients I've worked on over the last couple of years, both at Candor and in previous roles as well. And the URL inspection tool API, which we talked about when it launched a little while ago, has been incredible and just so useful for me to get an idea of what's happening on the site and to get an idea of what Google is doing and what kind of stage we're at in terms of the indexing process. Have you been crawled? Are you discovered but not yet indexed? All this kind of stuff. You get the different statuses there. And it can give you a really quick idea. And the fact that you can get it even quicker just by going to the site inspection dashboard on Wix and having a look. And like I said, one of my sites is on Wix. So I have actually tried this myself and it is incredibly easy to use. So like I said, we are not sponsored by Wix. We know some people at Wix and uh, they have been doing a fantastic job over the last few years from really turning Wix into just another CMS and that kind of uh, the, as I called them before, the black sheep of the CMS world, which I think is a maybe a misnomer on my part. I, I, I spoke wrongly there. But I know a lot of people wonder, can you rank a Wix site kind of thing? That was a kind of, if you had your site on Wix, is it as good as having it on WordPress or Shopify or whatever it is? I think the testament of the Wix SEO team and the developers there it is now one of the best. And as I said, this is the first CMS that is doing this. So I think they are really cutting edge in terms of what the team there is doing and what they're pushing for their developers to do. So huge credit to Mordy, Natty, Crystal, George, the whole SEO team over at Wix. They are doing incredible work. And yeah, like I said, link for that in the show notes if you do want to read the full post. And if you have a site on Wix, this is essential SEO information you're essentially getting built into your dashboard directly with Wix. So highly recommend you go and check that out. And as I said, links in the show notes, as always, at search.withcanda.co.uk. Next up, let's talk about some featured snippets and Google announcing they are stepping up, in their own words, their featured snippets. So this is a really interesting thing because they're including Mum. I don't know if you guys remember, we talked about this a little while ago on the show, talking about Mum and how Integral is going to be for the future of Google, essentially. They first introduced it way back in May of last year and have kind of talked about how important it's going to be, including at their big conference, Search On 21, which happened late 2021. They're talking about how the AI behind MUM, which is short for the Multitask Unified Model, how that technology is basically going to shape search for the future. And I know we've talked about it in context of BERT as well, and basically how state-of-the-art MUM is going to be and how integral it's going to be so much for Google's technology going forward, essentially. So let's dive into some of this featured snippet stuff. This was highlighted for me on Search Engine Land, of course, by the inimitable Barry Schwartz over there. Of course, give Mr. Rusty Brick a follow. He is fantastic, basically breaking a lot of SEO news on Twitter and Search Engine Land as well. Highly recommend you go and follow Barry there. And I'll put a link for the full article on Search Engine Land in the show notes at search.withcanda.co.uk. As we dive in here, I'm going to read a little bit of the statement here from... Google themselves, and a little bit of the statement and write-up from Barry here as well on Search Engine Land. And essentially, 
They're trying to improve the trustworthiness and accuracy of featured snippets and actually provide multiple sources for this kind of thing and basically try and clarify if a consensus has been reached for an answer for a particular question. So let's read this section here. Featured snippets in Google search will now use MUM to understand if there is a general consensus for the information Google shows as callouts in their featured snippets. Google said, and I quote, our systems can now understand the notion of consensus by using our multitask unified model known as MUM. MUM has not been used today in too many applications within Google search, limited to COVID vaccine names, Google Lens features, and a few other things. But it is now being included and used to improve featured snippets. With the help of MUM, Google can understand if there is a consensus across the web to help highlight the call-out portions of the featured snippets. Consensus-based techniques, according to Pandu Nayak, the Vice President of Search and Fellow at Google, have meaningfully improved the quality of featured snippet callouts. It's important to note this does not come to mean that featured snippets will show facts necessarily. It does not necessarily do that, but it does help improve the overall quality of the featured snippet callout. Barry then used an example here of how long does it take for light from the sun to reach Earth, and there is a Feature snippet here that says the sun is 93 million miles away, so sunlight takes eight and one third minutes to get to us. Not much changes about the sun in so short of a time, but it still means that when you look at the sun, you see it as it was eight minutes ago. And that is a featured snippet from PBS.org. And they actually call out with the kind of featured snippet call out, which is the bold top information at the top there, where it just says eight and a third minutes at the top. So you get that full little kind of description at the bottom there, but you get a big call out that says, eight and a third minutes as a very quick at a glance answer for that question if you want to know how long does it take for light from the sun to reach earth eight and a third minutes is the correct answer there and they have that highlighted and in bold above that result that's what we mean by the call out what we're talking about when it comes to all this kind of verification and things like that and consensus pandunayak explained these feature snippets are generally taken from the top rank results so he's hopeful that those top rank results in google search aren't spammy essentially to try and avoid consensus spam so say somebody makes up a false answer to a question for whatever reason and tries to spam it with other sites that then kind of verify quote unquote their fake answer it shouldn't be able to be spammed there and google will be able to understand you know this is being spammed is trying to be controlled by untrustworthy sites and that would not then be considered consensus for these featured snippets Another advancement in these feature snippets is around what Google calls false premise queries. And these queries that may be inaccurate or factually incorrect, but are nevertheless used by some searchers in Google search. And so this is essentially, if you ask a question that Google knows is incorrect, it will essentially try and ignore the incorrect part and show you the consensus of around the web with what is the actual answer. And the example here, again, used by uh, Barry on Search Engine Land is, when did Snoopy assassinate Abraham Lincoln? I would hope, of all the listeners out there, you know that Snoopy did not assassinate Abraham Lincoln. So, essentially, it removes the Snoopy factor and takes the when part of that search, the assassinate Abraham Lincoln, ignores Snoopy, and you get the answer of 14th of April, 1865, because that is the date that Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. Because we didn't ask who or where, we asked when, it just gives you the date and actually ignores that 
Snoopy bit. We know that Snoopy didn't, and Google knows that Snoopy didn't assassinate Abraham Lincoln, so it knows to kind of get rid of that, essentially. We also have it on the other end of things, when it comes to the content advisory side of things, to discuss low confidence results. And this is essentially when you search for something and there is not a clear consensus on this and you don't get that many results to a search. I'm sure we've all done it before. If you are working in SEO and PPC, I'm sure you search around a lot and occasionally you will come up with something that does not gain hundreds of thousands, millions of results, whatever it is. Google said it's now expanding its content advisories to searches where its systems don't have high confidence in the overall quality of the results available for the search. And Google say it does not mean that no helpful information is available or the particular result is low quality. It just means there is no clear guidance and no clear kind of context or confidence from the results that appear to that query. So essentially, Google is using a lot of the technology behind Mum to really understand context and consensus for so much of this stuff and really trying to improve the featured snippets and especially the callouts for the featured snippets for this whole kind of thing, because I know we've had a lot of issues with some featured snippets being kind of incorrect or spammed or whatever it was over the last few years. I always bring up this example pretty much every couple of episodes at this point when the title apocalypse happened, when Google kind of did their big update and was rewriting everyone's titles and stuff. That also changed a lot of the featured snippets. And we got a featured snippet that was uh, how to deal with somebody when they're choking ended up taking a feature snippet and the call out for that was stick your fingers down their throat instead of taking the full sentence which was do not stick your fingers down their throat it pulled out the wrong information there and this technology is trying to avoid exactly that and make sure there is a clear consensus especially for these your money your life kind of searches with things to do like finances health all that kind of stuff so hopefully this kind of technology is the thing that would help us avoid that in the future like i said Barry goes into a bit more detail on search engine land, so I recommend you go and read the article, and I will have a link for that in the show notes at search.withcanda.co.uk. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, we have a little tease from Systrix about an upcoming data drop described as huge from Steve, the one and only Steve Payne at Systrix. And I actually jumped on a call recently with Steve to get an idea of what we could expect from this coming up. And we might actually get Steve on as a guest to kind of run through this data in the next few weeks as well, once it is publicly available for you to read in all its details. Basically, what this is, is a update on the high performance content examples and the high performance content format specifically. So that's things such as information hubs, content hubs, resource hubs, all that kind of stuff. Systrix have gone through and basically gone through all of their data. And as Steve put it to me in our chat the other day, it is machine generated. So that's all of their data gathered across their vast library of data, but hand curated. So it's actually taken out by the Systrix team. That's including the data journalists we talk about regularly when we're talking about Index Watch, Trend Watch, all that kind of stuff, and some of the amazing team over at Systrix. Steve and his fantastic team there as well. And essentially, it brings you some really, really interesting examples of what is possible from some of the top performing content directories in UK search results. So, what do I mean by that? That is essentially content hubs on existing domains that have incredibly good visibility index. So, 
obviously the rating from Systrix looking at their visibility over long periods of time. And we're looking at how many URLs in that directory rank in the top 10, top 100, all that kind of stuff for chosen keywords. And we actually have a little sneak preview from the June 2022 data. So you can have a look at the top 15 high performance content format examples as denoted by Systrix. And we will go through and have a look at those, like I said, in more detail in a few weeks. But there are things such as the Nutrition Hub on Healthline. Particularly interesting is the Ideas and Advice section on B&Q's website, which is DIY.com. For those of you here in the UK, you probably know B&Q already. What is particularly interesting about the Ideas and Advice Hub on the B&Q website is that it is informational intent, or the no intent, that is the K-N-O-W intent, rather than the do or transactional intent. So that directory and all of the content on there is performing incredibly well for informational search queries rather than the rest of the site, which is a huge e-commerce site for kind of like homeware and stuff like that here in the UK, which is serving transactional intent across the rest of the site. So they are doing a fantastic job of increasing their visibility for a vast number of keywords that they would usually not have access to if they had just stuck to their transactional side of things on their e-commerce website. They are actually building out that hub and accessing a lot of the informational search intent queries. So as I said, I will drop a link in the show notes for this little snippet, this little preview. And we were talking about this in much more detail over the coming weeks as this article gets updated with the brand new data doc from Systrix. As this article gets updated with the brand new data drop from Systrix. So as I said, stay tuned. Click the link in the show notes at search.withcanda.co.uk to check out the little preview and get an idea of what is going to come up in the next few weeks or few months from this very interesting analysis of high-performance content formats. Pretty much, if you're looking into building a content hub or a resource hub for one of your sites, this is the kind of data for you. And I know we've been talking about it a lot at Canda. I even talked about sort of topic clusters and, and building hubs and stuff way back with Andy Chadwick from Keyword Insights. I'll put a link for that episode in the show notes as well so you can get an idea of how to cluster keywords and really kind of build out these little hub pages and things like that. And these examples are fantastic examples of that. So like I said, this is just a teaser. This is the tip of the iceberg for the data from Systrix. And stay tuned for a big update that will hopefully help for, help us get an idea of what content hubs and high-performance content formats we're seeing really make big waves in UK search results. So a quick bit of info here about Google Search Console performance report for Discover specifically, noting a reporting issue late July. And Google posted this on the 26th of July, 2022. And their statement was, due to a logging error, site owners might see a drop in their Discover clicks and impressions during this period. So around that sort of 48 to 72 is around the 26th of July. If you are aware of your data when it comes to Discover on Google Search Console, you may see some very strange things occurring, and essentially that is on Google's end, not on your end of things. So it's not something to worry about. They have actually put a little uh, note and a little annotation on the chart for Discover, so you can see the exact time when it kicked off, and if you see a particular change in your 
clicks and impressions there you can get a clear idea of it the again the uh annotation says an event has occurred in google search that might affect your site's data and then you can kind of click here for more details as you kind of expect when this kind of error happens in google but if you have noticed something and you're trying to work out what's going on or particularly weird reporting when it came to the end of july for one of your clients or something like that specifically on the google discover side of things on search console there was a notable error there so please do be aware of that make a note of that in your reports just in case you're wondering if something has happened so yes it is on google's end not on your end and you don't need to worry about it sticking with and finishing off with google search console once again Way back in June, they announced they were simplifying the Search Console reports with an updated item classification, and a couple of days ago, the Search Central, and a couple of days ago, the Google Search Central Twitter account tweeted out that they are now rolling this out over the coming weeks and months. The tweet from Google Search Central said, we're simplifying the way we classify pages, items, and issues in Search Console reports. We hope this will help you focus on critical issues that affect your visibility in Search and will help you better prioritize your work. And they link through to the announcement that happened back in June, and now they're saying essentially this is rolling out. They even give a screenshot example of how the old report looks and how the new report is going to look. And essentially, you can see what it breaks down, why certain things are invalid, and simplifies everything so you don't have the error status, the valid with warning status, and the valid status. You now just have invalid or valid, and invalid is then broken down into various different things. Here is the full statement from Google on their blog. And like I said, if you want to read this in full, see their examples, you can go to the show notes at search.withcanda.co.uk. We will roll out this change to all properties gradually over the next few months, so you might not see any changes for now. Bear in mind, this was in June, so they are now rolling this out, so you may see changes coming up soon. Users have told us that they are confused by the warning status when it's applied to a URL or item. Does a warning mean that the page or item can or can't appear in Google? In response, we're grouping the top-level item, a rich result for the rich results reports, a page or URL for the other reports, into two groups. Pages or items with critical issues are labelled something like invalid, and pages or items without critical issues are labelled something like valid. We think this new grouping will make it easier to see quickly which in issues affect your site's appearance on Google in order to help you prioritise your fixes. Read more about how this will change effects, and they put a link there to the Help Center, which gives a bit more information there as well. The changes discussed in this post will also be reflected in the URL inspection tool. Funnily enough, we were just talking about that with the Wix update there as well, when inspecting a particular URL inside Search Console. However, they will only be updated in the URL inspection API when we complete the rollout in a few months. This means that if your property shows the updated item classification in Search Console, you might see differences when comparing results from the product interface and if you're using the API. They will update this blog when the API has been updated. And as I said, when they're saying roll out in a few months, that was back in June. I'm recording this in August, so it has been a few months already. So the rollout is happening now, essentially. So keep an eye on this. And as I said, I'll put a link to this blog in the show notes at search.wakanda.co.uk so you can get an idea when it's fully rolled out and when we'll get the new item classifications rolled out to not only the URL inspection tool, but the URL inspection API as well. So, as I said, 
a nice quick one this week, since it's just me. I don't want to ramble on too long, although I am warranted to do that, as, I, as you probably already know, if you've heard this podcast before or any of my other podcasts. But I will be back soon, not only with Mark. He will be coming back to us very soon. We'll, As we said a couple of episodes ago, we want to be doing more Q&A episodes. We're hopefully planning to do some live LinkedIn Q&As, which uh, Mark and I will be hosting and basically taking questions directly from you guys and we'll be on camera as well, I know. Dread the thought. But I have also got some fantastic guests lined up for the next few months as well. I tweeted this out and got an incredible response on Twitter from some of my favourite SEOs and, and people I wasn't expecting to respond. Uh, I want to give a particular shout out to Arij Abouali and the Women in Tech SEO community. Arij was very, very kind and shared my basically request for new guests, and new voices in the SEO community. I particularly wanted to highlight people of colour, people in the LGBTQ community, people of different genders and sexualities and things like that. I particularly wanted to have a variety and diverse cast of guests in the upcoming months on this show. And as I said, Arij very kindly shared that in the Women in Tech SEO community for me. And I have got some fantastic guests some of them you've probably heard of. Some of them have been in SEO for a very long time and worked in Brighton, at, done talks at Brighton SEO and all kinds of stuff. And some you might not heard of who are newer to the community and are looking for their first appearances on podcasts. And I'm very, very excited to give them the opportunity to really share their voice with the wider SEO community for the first time. So as I said, hopefully me just talking to myself for 25 minutes won't be the regular thing. I will have Mark back on and I've got a plethora of guests coming up in the next few months to talk about some really, really interesting topics and a very, very diverse cast of guests as well. So lots to look forward to in the coming months from Search with Canda, I promise. Follow along with everything we are doing by going to search.withcanda.co.uk. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter. We are Canda Agency on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter. I am JLW Chambers. Do sometimes tweet about SEO. I tweet about a lot of other stuff as well. If you don't mind music and D&D and pro wrestling and my other podcasts, you're very welcome to come and follow me on Twitter as well. But in the meantime, thank you very much for listening and have a lovely week. Bye.